Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Hello, boys and girls. It's time for the Coffin Joe cast. The only show where playing your didgeridoo is not only encouraged, it's expected. So crack open another BB and throw some shrimp on the Barbie. Welcome to Australia. It's sexy time. G'day and welcome to the Coffin Joe cast. I am Killer Wilbur. And I'm Joel. And joining us... For our in our co-host seat for this week, it's uh, Patrick from Forty Going On Fourteen. G'day, mate. Hello. Hello. I'm Patrick. You are Patrick, <laughs> and I'm Josh. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong show. <laughs> well, it was, it was almost instinct as soon as you introduced yourself just to do it naturally. Second, I was like, wait a minute, I gotta wait. <laughs> uh, not like my cousin. Yeah, we do have a bit of a rhythm down there. Yeah. What's that? Not like my cousin last week. Just before we started, I explained how it worked, and then she went to introduce herself. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. didn't you listen? <laughs> she was very excited, though. She yep. was very, like, effervescent. Yes. So, I knew she would. That's why word. I suggested her. So, can't wait to get her back and on. she's a, yeah, very much. She, uh, she was great. And she's a, 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 also, Pat, a part-time comedian like yourself. Oh, Nice. Stand up. Yep. So Do you live in Australia. Yep. She lives um. Yeah, it's too far for me. Central coast of uh, New South Wales, of the state where I live in. She's single. She plays. Yep. She plays for the other team. She's a. Uh, yeah. Oh well, I could pretend. <laughs> so, I'm not that good an actor. Never mind. <laughs> we're hoping next time she's on, she'll actually come down here to Sydney and be in studio. So. Oh, neat. Uh, yeah, that's probably got to happen. You guys are on opposite sides of the country? No, no, same country, same side, same state. Same side? Oh, okay. She's like okay. two hours, three hours drive away from me. That's not so bad. Not, not, not in Australia, mate. That's just a trip up the street for us. <laughs> three hour drive. Yeah, Texas, same thing. Yeah, yeah. We, we, don't, we don't measure anything by miles. It's always how long it takes you to drive there. Yeah. So, But yeah, um, hopefully we can get that done this year because I think she might be moving to Melbourne. Down south, down south state, because her partner's got a job down there. So, if I'm going to get her in studio, it'll have to be this year, sometime later this year, hopefully. But we'll work on that as it goes. Well, all this talk about this is just I had a brilliant idea, and this is, uh, I guess, free for the taking for whoever's a, a local porn producer out there. But why hasn't there been a series of of videos called Bush Babes that's like lesbian Australians? Look it up. There probably is. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's not a whole lot that's not out there, so there probably is something very similar to that. No, I did see self. a video called Bush Babes, but it was not about Australians. <laughs> or they just never mind. Yes, they were. They were, they were homeless. They lived in the bushes, Joel. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's not where I was going, but that's more entertaining, <laughs> I think. You smell like Grandpa <laughs> and fertilizer. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah. Wow. 
So, <laughs> what do you got for us this week, Killer? Well, uh, I've got some interesting news. Uh, good friend of the show, Justin, from Bad Pairing Podcast, I was, uh, has recently informed us that uh, he's set up a website, uh, a WordPress site. So, we'll be moving to WordPress very soon. And uh, while the, uh, we'll keep you all informed on the, the Facebooks and all that, see how things are going, but hopefully it's a, a smooth transition. So we have a website now, coffinjocast.com, where it's just all our old shows sitting there for now. And uh, yeah, so thanks very much, Justin. He's been working on this for a long while for us. Um, we will never pressure any him. So he brought this up a little while ago. And um, there is talk of us joining a, a podcast network. So, Which one? Uh, what is it, Joel? Uh, podcast Movement, podcast. I believe, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Hold on, I'm looking it up real quick. So uh, yeah, we are we're a part of that officially, I I believe. Um, I got to go back to our chat because we were. T- he told me about it this morning, and then you got up later. So yes. Uh, well, actually, I got up earlier because we come off daylight saving pod- last night. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Podcast Collective. Pod- Sorry. Yeah, Podcast Collective. So. Collective. I think that's... So go to Podcast will Collective. It will be assimilated. Yep. It uh, features us, the Bad Parenting Podcast, No Hope for Humanity, and uh, On the Block with Izzy Rock and the Scott Epic. Mm. And more to be added <laughs> later, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just You said No Hope for Humanity, and in my head, I, I always think of a manatee named Hugh who's all dressed up in a tuxedo and he's very fancy. <laughs> Hugh. Whenever I hear the na- the word humanity, it always makes me think of humanity. <laughs> and he can't get a date. No hope for humanity. Uh, yeah, actually, the Sunshine Happy Pants are, will be joining as well. We're working on that now. So. Yeah, so nice to be involved with the network and help you know, cross-promote other shows, which we do here anyway. But, yeah. So. Good news. We're going on the up and up. I think we'll have to improve the show a bit better now, Joel. <laughs> Make it a little bit better now we're a part of a network. Ah, oh, crap. Yeah, damn it. So, Gotta no- raise standards. People are listening. <laughs> yeah, I doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Random drug testing before the show. Yep. <laughs> you know. Save your money. You must be at least this high to uh, be on this show. Uh, uh... <laughs> Uh, and I spilled I spilled my drink saying. all over myself as I as I tried to take a drink, so I can't laugh too much anymore about it. <laughs> Need a sippy cup. It is uh, not ironic anymore. I'm like, oh, I am too high. Uh, sorry, Hugh. <laughs> uh, so what have you been up to since the last time we spoke, Pat? It's been a while since you were on the show. Uh, has been. Um, the truck is finally through all of its mechanical issues I believe my food truck it's up and running doing well just had our just posted our first month of profit ever for like a hundred and twenty dollars <laughs> hey yay making money <laughs> it's a start you gotta start somewhere. oh yeah it's something I mean it's better than losing that's definitely for sure so I mean things are on the up and up as far as that's concerned have you had any more um, reviews anywhere that you've caught um, none, none, none that aren't just like the basic Facebook review. 
Because I, I tell oh. people if they post a review of one of our sandwiches, they get buy one and get one next time they come. So we've got a couple oh, of those. Sweet. Yeah. But none of the official ones, no. We actually, we've, um, the the biggest newspaper here in Houston is the Houston Chronicle, and we do lunches for them every now and then. And their local pop culture slash um, fast food culture guy, um, he actually follows us on Twitter. And he's supposed to come out and try us sometime, but he's never there when we, because he's one of those guys, he's got he's kind of a semi-big name in, in Houston, so he doesn't have to go into work every damn day. He just kind of emails his his articles in so right. one of these days we're going to catch him and he said he's going to write about us so when that happens that'll be a good thing because even though it's a newspaper it's still you know I've only got a thousand people on Facebook liking me so a newspaper's got a bigger circulation than that yeah right then you'll make $240 in <laughs> it's profit hey I'll take it <laughs> so what's the featured sandwich is, uh, is it monthly or is it yeah, every month. Yeah, I just finished doing the St. Patty's melt, which was um, yeah the five easy five cheesy pieces spread that I have on uh, rye with a hamburger patty and onions. Mm, I would eat the hell out of that. It was pretty damn good, if I do say so myself. And I'm doing a Hawaiian one this month for April. Does it a pineapple in it? Yep, pineapple and Canadian bacon and um, on Hawaiian bread with the five cheesy pieces. And I'm debating whether or not to put uh, bacon on it. I probably oh, well, would bacon, not. That makes everything better. but It does really make cool. everything better, but I mean, I've already got plenty of stuff on my menu that has bacon. And it's just one of those things where I want, I want the sandwich of the month to be you know completely different than everything else. So I don't like to just emulate what I've already got on the menu. I like I like it to be completely different. Yeah, you should do it in Australian. Need spam on there. That's Hawaiian. <laughs> I actually Australian was considering. I would really seriously was considering doing spam, but I just don't know if it would sell. I know it would be very authentic, but I don't know if it would sell. Yeah, you gotta, I might have well, it available. You know, I might just put it on there. You could get spam for an extra dollar or whatever. What were you saying, Killer? An Australian one? The Australian one, yeah. Put beetroot on it. Beetroot. <laughs> Or beets, as you call it. We had, we had this conversation last week about yeah, hamburgers. I, I, I was going to say, I thought we'd already had this discussion ourselves. Yeah. We, didn't we discuss something about Australian grilled cheese last time? Yeah. But on a hamburger, you, you put beetroot. But you could do an Australian one. Use kangaroo meat. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Wait, is- is the way you serve beetroot on a hamburger? It's not just—is it like a slaw almost? I mean, nope. do, you, do you cook it or do you just slice it up and put it on? Just there? slice it up, mate. Oh, slice of beetroot. I could get behind it. I could get behind it if it was a slaw or something like that, or like a cabbage, like like a like a sauerkraut. Well, then you. But just yeah, just sliced beets. No thanks. Oh yeah, they're nice. I love them. But yeah, you could put Jane spin on it. It still be considered it's got beetroot on it, so. Do you at least like bake it or something first? Nah, well, or is it raw, is it raw beets? No, not raw beets. It's cooked. But the way we buy it, we buy it in a tin. So you know, tin beetroot, and it's um, it's already cooked, and it's it's you know, but you can buy them raw when you cook them yourself. But huh. the most common way to get it's like out of a tin. Good old Golden Circle and their beetroots. So I guess it's almost like pickles in America. I guess sort of. Do you guys use pickled put put? Do you guys put pickles on your burgers? No, yeah, sometimes, but it's not. 
Yeah, it's not, it's not an Australian thing, but we do because of the American influence on us. But yes, but it's more That's common new. for beet root. Yeah, hmm. well, like McDonald's, we've mentioned this. McDonald's will put out the Aussie burger, and all it is is like a quarter pounder with a slice of beetroot on it. Hmm. That's Aussie no, burger. That's gonna be my new hip hop name, beetroot. <laughs> That's, that's interesting. And what? Sorry. <laughs> that's not true. I've never heard of that. that. I've never heard of that before. That's interesting. <laughs> so. You just blew my mind. <laughs> I mean, he's not going on any of my sandwiches. No, that's but... fine. <laughs> he's like, that's not going to happen. You can make that's, a... that's a, another one of those. That's almost too authentic. You could make a drop bear one. Use koala meat, and when they order it, you just drop it on the head. Says the drop bear. <laughs> I, I still don't know whether everybody's going to buy it or get the joke, but I would buy it. And and just to back things up here a little bit, just because I have a history with Pat, he is a good chef, so I can I can stand behind that his food is good. He's not just blowing smoke. Yeah. Well, thank you. I have tasted I can... of your menu. <laughs> I can cook just about anything. Yeah. Uh, That's true. I was thinking you could do a New Zealand one, too. Use lamb. I could, get behind, I, I could get behind that. Some, mm-hmm. some lamb. Well, Australia's famous for lamb too. It's a, it's what we are told, not told to eat, but promoted to eat on Australia Day on our national holiday. You know, lamb. I used to, uh, I used to work at a lot of steakhouses, and it was either Colorado or New Zealand for the lamb every yeah. time. Well, Australian lamb's pretty good too. Never uh, had that though. Yeah. Well, I, I don't see why it would be so different. So yeah, I, no, it's I pretty much it. the same. Uh, I, I cook a mean leg of lamb every now and then, roasted lamb, you know, leg of lamb up. Yeah. So, yep. Pretty good. I almost bought a rack of lamb today at the at the grocery store. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd be buying it more, but it's bloody expensive down here. We we're looking at it yesterday shopping, and the price of it. And Donna's gone. No, we can't afford that. But I want it. <laughs> no, you can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a eleven dollars a pound here at the store I was at. Yeah, jeez. I, I can't do the conversion in my head, but yeah, it sounds pretty much like, yeah, yeah, yeah thirty maybe well, forty a kilo, thing, something like that. The only thing I don't recommend that Pat makes is his Kool Aid. Um, <laughs> if you want, if you don't want diabetes, then don't drink Pat's Kool Aid. Uh, yeah, I got way too much of a sugar to sugar. Same here. Uh, I'm I'm addicted to sugar, and yeah, I put like. Four cups of sugar in my Kool-Aid pitchers. Yep, yep. I'd do the same. I'm, I'm the same with anything <laughs> like that. Yep. Always more sugar. Um, I vaguely remember you making a pitcher of Kool-Aid at the apartment once, and you took a bag of sugar and just basically like started dumping until <laughs> it looked like the right amount, and then you put in the little bit of the Kool-Aid packet and water, and it was it was crunchy when you were oh, <laughs> for a while until. <laughs> Until it kind of evaporated into it. Yep. The secret is you got to use hot water. Yes. Uh, I saw it... colors. <laughs> well, remember when Mike drank some of my Kool Aid before he knew how how saturated it was, <laughs> and and his leg wouldn't stop shaking for like two hours. <laughs> oh man, and that's coming from a coffee addict. So. Yep. Yeah, it was more, it was more like simple syrup instead of Kool Aid, really. Right. And you like it that way too, Killa? Oh, yeah. 
like, I don't drink coffee, but I might have a cup of tea every now and then, and I put about six teaspoons of sugar in my cup of tea. Yep. At least. I, I, buy big old, I buy big old bags of raw sugar from Costco, and it gets me through about four pots of <laughs> sweet tea. Jeez. And that's like we, <laughs> we have a drink in Australia. It's a chocolate drink. It's called Milo. It's granulated chocolate. It's like malt chocolate. And if I have that, I mean, it's it's two teaspoons of Milo and about eight of friggin' sugar. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and you, you can have it warm or cold. But if you're going to have it cold, I just pour a little bit of hot water in the bottom of the glass so it can dissolve all the sugar. <laughs> and mix up the Milo and the sugar and then top it up with milk. And Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Get pretty. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. You get pretty, uh, you know, jittery after that. <laughs> Somewhere, Wilfred Brimley is wringing his hands in delight right now. Trust me, I don't have diabetes. He's very excited either. about this. But that's that's like uh, the breakfast cereal wheat bix. You've got something similar over there, I think. But they're just a brick of yeah. We got wheat bix. Wheat bix, but we call them wheat bix down here. Made by Sanitarium, the Mormons. And um, yeah, when I used to have them as a kid, I'd put a layer of sugar on top and then this stuff called condensed milk I don't know if you know condensed milk oh, yeah, God, sweetened yeah. condensed milk oh my god <laughs> I'd literally just pour condensed milk on top of it like it'd be that thick and just uh, munch down on that oh wow yeah. you might have me beat yeah I'm pretty sure <laughs> what well, yeah, I've I've never ever considered putting condensed milk on my cereal oh wow. yeah I, I put it on Cocoa Pops oh. <laughs> yeah and then it, I put that much that they, it just clumps together in like a little clump. So you pull the spoon out, <laughs> and it's just a clump of cocoa pops and condensed milk. And oh, geez, that's so good. And it just licking like a lollipop. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh yeah, things I've done. Uh, well, that's how I got the nickname in Willy my head Wonka. Right now, you know what? That's how I got the nickname Willy Wonka at the old coffin factory. Because the amount of sugar I, you know, the amount of coke I drink, or I'd have. You know, chocolates or candy. We'll just call it candy for your sake. But, you know, lollies, chocolates. And, and the amount of sugar I, I ate, that's where I got the nick, nickname Willy Wonka. So <laughs> Yeah, I'll go to the grocery store and buy like 12 things and probably seven of them will be sweet. I, I, I'm right now in my head, I'm rewriting the lyrics to uh, the song from Mary Poppins about a spoonful of sugar. Yeah. Where it's like a spoonful of sugar and another spoonful of sugar and another spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. Yeah, it's a, sh- a shovel full of sugar. <laughs> That's more appropriate. Oh my gosh, I'm feeling like I need to go eat something salty right now. Yeah, well, I'm I'm not that bad with the, the sugary stuff these days. Not as bad as I used to be, but I'm starting. Yeah, same here. I'm starting to get there again. Like. For dessert after dinner, I'm I'm into like eating some ice cream. I'll get some cheesecake, uh, ice cream, and I'll throw in some M and M's. Some well, because of Easter last week, Donna's got all this chocolate around, so I'll, I'll grab a bit of chocolate, break that up in there, some M and M's, whatever candy I can find, <laughs> and just pile it on <laughs> on this cheesecake, ice cream, and oh yeah, and then I'll throw in some quick. I don't know if you have quick over there. Oh my gosh! Yep. Yes. Yep. yep. <laughs> Throw a quick on top of it. Oh, gosh. But I no s- cherry because he's on a diet. No, I don't. I don't like cherries anyway. <laughs> Unless it's um fake cherry, like a a candy cherry. Candy yeah, stuff. maraschino cherries. 
Uh, see, uh, I have that problem with salt, or I used to. Like, to a, when you're at like 12 years old or 14, and you have high blood pressure, and you have to be on medication, you know it's an issue. So, I had to back were off. You, and were you my, the guy? I, I I remember somebody in college that used to like pour salt out and like dip his fries in the salt as he was eating them. Was that you? Uh, no, not like that. But I I used to mix salt in with my ketchup. No, I, I maybe, well maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That maybe was a that thing I, for a long time. Doesn't ketchup or have enough? Mayo with the ketchup. I, I just What's remember it? like thinking like there's already salt on them. Like what are you doing? <laughs> no, I don't think that that was me. But now that you mentioned, I'm going to try it. <laughs> I do that with chicken and stuff sometimes, but yeah, man. Uh, so, uh, Pat, I've got to ask you, because mm-hmm. when Mike was on six months ago, whenever it was last, and I was going to I was trying to get all three of you on back to back so we could have all, all four of us on at some point within the, a three week span. And it didn't work out. But he kind of told a story and then he stopped and he's like, you know what? Just ask Pat the next time he's on. So I jotted it down in my notes and I've been sitting on it. So he wanted me to ask you to tell us about the Black Ant B story and the facts to the security desk. <laughs> Do you remember oh, this story? Jesus Christ, yes. A, I'm glad it's not the story I thought it was going to be. <laughs> we'll save that one for after this one. No, because I don't think I'll ever tell that story. <laughs> um, you were part of the first story that I was thinking of, the PPP. But anyway. Or PPT. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. I'm not going to bring it up. We'll talk off air. Okay, anyway, yeah. for this story. Yeah, I'll remind you of that off air. So this story, oh, God, okay. So this was in the early days of the Internet, um, like be- even before AOL, when we were in the computer lab at school all the time, um, all of us. There was a group of about a dozen of us that hung out all the time. And, you know, like usually about six to eight of the dozen people almost always together. And... um we were Mike and I were in the in the in a chat room talking to some people, and um, as does happen or did happen back in the day, whenever you were in a chat room, eventually somebody would you'd start private messaging people, and then you'd set up your own chat room to the side and start talking. Sometimes you know you'd get to know each other, whatever. It turn into whatever kind of foolish little you know sexy role playing games or whatever you know, or you just talk. And this one time, I got to talking to this one girl, and we had been ta- we were talking for like two hours, and n- there was nothing sexual about it at all, but we just started kind of clicking, and it seemed like you know we really liked each other, and it was just you know it was just stupid whatever, and I talk her into sending me a picture of her, and I'm all excited when she's when we like we head all the way uh, we head up to the security area where the you know the fax machine for the school is, because this was in like the early 90s before you know everybody had phones and emails and it was so easy to contact each other it was a big deal to try to talk to somebody across you know across the country and you know we're sitting here mike and i are talking about it we're we're thinking we're going to get like some kind of like topless picture or some kind of you know sexy picture or whatever of anything because you know i don't know we're young and stupid and we think women are willing (laughs) to just send us naked pictures across the country for no reason facts Right, you know, but instead, what we got was it came through fax, 
and the security guard hands it to us, and we look at it. And first of all, it was black and white. It's some like she had taken a picture and uh, and scanned it or whatever, or you know, copied it on a copier, and then it, you know, turned it into a, a digital picture and then faxed that picture to us or whatever. And it was horrible quality. But I could only describe her, and then Mike and I both were just taken aback because the only way to describe her was she looked like a young black Aunt B from <laughs> from Andy Griffith <laughs> from the Andy Griffith show. She had like a fro, but not a big one. It was just a moderate fro, and she just she looked. She was one of those people that looked like an old lady, even though she was in her mid twenties. And it was just such a shocking, jarring thing. And for for obviously decades now, Mike has been ribbing me about the fact that I was spending all my nights talking to the Black Ant Bee. <laughs> so, oh, but Andy. Yeah, and so just for various reasons and various whatever, any time he can come up with a way to bring it up, he brings it up. And luckily, over the annals of time, he has forgotten what her username was because he taunted me with that on top of the the picture for years. Because she had some, I can't even remember what it was, but it was some kind of funny, ironic name because it was like, the name was so sexy. It was a complete antithesis of what the picture was. <laughs> <laughs> so just for years, he teased me about the name and, and the picture and the juxtaposition of the two. And I'm sorry, it's not a much better story, but that is exactly what happened. I, I have to ask, though, I mean, how do you still have the fact? <laughs> no. Damn it. No. I wish I did, actually, now that you mention it. That's that's old school right there. I mean, because, I mean, that's I right, That's right up there anybody... with Bob.gif. Well, <laughs> yes. That opened a whole nother world to me, and I've never been as excited as I was on that day. <laughs> I, that was That was like the day that everything, the heavens opened up and everything went, oh. <laughs> when that happened, like there's porn on the computer for free. <laughs> I and remember the first time I realized you could use Napster for porn when I was looking for a Matthew Sweet song called Girlfriend, and all I typed was Sweet Girlfriend. <laughs> and like all this porn came up, and I was like, What? <laughs> and then the rest of my work week was just gone. <laughs> you never got the song. <laughs> what song? <laughs> right. Oh man! See, I just I can't imagine how many people faxed pictures to each other back then. I mean, is that was that a thing? I wonder, or was that just? No, I mean, I had I spent a lot of time like buttering her up to get her to send me the picture. I could have I mean, been doing so many a... better things with my time as a as a young intelligent man, <laughs> trying to get Aunt B to send me her picture. <laughs> we all could have, Pat. We... That's true. But I mean, it was just—it was such a, just the 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 the, I can't even describe the the cliff that I went over, in a, emotionally because it was we were both so jazzed up because we're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna make some kind of connection, yeah, let's do this, young men, we're gonna go cross country on some kind of road trip, hook up with these these hot bitches, and we get the picture, we're like, oh, let's go back in the computer lab. Probably would have made pie for you or something. <laughs> so what happened Pickles. after you got the picture then? What did you what did you say back? And did you talk to her again? I think I told her I had chlamydia and I had to go. 
<laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't really remember how I got rid of her, but I definitely did. And I was not a good person back then, so I probably didn't say something very nice. Why? Well, I, I probably didn't say anything at all, to be honest with you. I probably just disconnected. Well, I've told the story on here before, Kayla, that uh, the first friend I made outside of like people that I already knew was an Australian when back in the old days of the the uh, muds that we used to play on the the inner uh, the chat room at school. Yeah, I I R C. Yeah, Red Phoenix was his name, and he used to play on all the the games we were in, and so I made friends, and I remember he used to always do the. The ASCII, like they, the, you know, they did the pictures out of all the the different characters on the keyboard, mm-hmm. and his was like a phoenix rising out of the ashes. And I remember him sending emails and stuff to the the group or whatever, and that was always his sign off. I never forgot that, but I don't know what happened to him. He's probably his signature lives in the same building as you, right? A drop dead got him. Oh, <laughs> might have actually. Well. Mike set you up for that like six months ago, so it's never going like to go Like I said, away, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry it's not a more entertaining story, but that's that's the truth of it. I'm. It would have been more entertaining if, it, if, if he had asked me to tell the penis puppet theater story, but... We've told that story too many times. <laughs> Puppetry of the penis is a pretty famous thing. Bunch yep. of strange guys. That's, that's, the story I, that's the story I thought he was he was throwing it to me. So I'm glad it wasn't that. Well, wait, you said Australian? Yeah, there's a couple of Australian yeah. guys. They started puppetry of the penis. And it got yep. that popular, they actually um, franchised it out. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a version of it off-Broadway. There's a version of it in Chicago. They got the hamburger. They got, I can't remember. I've never seen it, but yeah. Pretty popular. I think they started it in the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, which is going on right now, but yeah. They, they did it and, and took it around Australia and then took it over to America and other places and it it became that popular. They actually had to hire people and there's like three or four different troops out there. I don't know if Bad it's still anglers. going. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been practicing to be one of them for decades. <laughs> so. I thought when you said that the Melbourne International, I thought we were going to say airport at first and I'm like, I don't think that would be a good idea. <laughs> well, there is one of those down there, but yeah, no. The Melbourne International Comedy Festival is on right now. So. Gives a whole new meaning to get off my plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Putting out our landing there. gear. I did. <laughs> this is Major Tom to ground control. Um, well, Killa, I have to ask then. So I, I mentioned the first person I talked to outside of my own little circle was, do you remember the first time you reached out via the Internet to somebody across the globe was it the awful show that, that yep. time period or was yep. it before then the awful show definitely the awful show pretty much and so prior the to first that, time you realized there was people across the world i knew those people across the world <laughs> i just was I not didn't find out there was in australia until i was like 23 well <laughs> we know about america because your culture influences our culture so True. A lot of uh, American TV Sorry shows. About that. Yeah, well, <laughs> as long as you don't send Donald Trump down here, we'll be right. But we've got our own. Oh, Donald. don't get me started, please. Don't get me started on Donald Trump. Uh, we've talked too much about him on this show. Um, yeah, pretty much where I actually had interactions with people from across the globe was the awful show when the chat room started. So, and now look at us. You know, I've got so many American friends. I have more friends in America than I do in Australia. 
and a, and a couple around the other sides of the world, the Netherlands, the UK, and the, of course across the, the Dutch over there with my sheep-loving friends. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, we, yeah, we won't go into details of it. We talk about it too much, but yeah, that's when uh, a certain... Uh, person I contact, was in contact with in America come to Australia and uh, yeah we'll leave that there because Nenem lost right. say I'm talking about it too much she was not the black MP no <laughs> I, well I'm not going to say anything I'll, <clears throat> I'll leave that there well not not to bring up Donald Trump again but I did see in my uh, one of my feeds from one of my horror sites that I'm a, a, a fan of that uh, apparently a company is making a movie called Donald Trump versus Zombies so oh, I don't know how that's going to go, but it'll be interesting to watch, I guess. He's just going to tell everybody he's the best zombie killer ever, but never actually kill any zombies. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't invent the internet, so. Uh, I never liked Donald <laughs> Trump as a person, as an individual, as a human being. Like 20 years ago, for for decades, I've been hating this guy. And the fact that anybody's taking him seriously as a presidential candidate just drives me insane. That's all I'm going to say about that. Otherwise, I'll have an aneurysm. <laughs> Let's not do that. I'm so embarrassed that he is actually possibly going to be a presidential candidate for this country. Yeah, and that's I'm it. sure Australia is, is well aware of that and oh, having yeah. a good life at it. Oh, trust me. He makes the news down here all the time. It's just, I mean, it's George W. Bush I didn't like as a president for several reasons that I'm not going to get into. But I actually, I liked him as a person. He seemed like a nice, seems like a nice guy, seems like a fun guy. Donald Trump, I mean, I just have zero respect for him in any way. Fair enough. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll move on from that. Um what was I going to say? Oh, I don't know what the hell is going on with the weather today, but it was it it was like bright and sunny, and then it was white out snow flurries, and then it was overcast, and then it was sunny again, and then it was snow flurries, and it was just like this nonstop cycle all day long. Yeah, every single one of my friends, my Chicago friends on Facebook, was posting about that today, about how the it weather was, was weird just going thing. crazy. I mean, it felt like it was in Colorado again, and, and tomorrow's supposed to be, like, almost 70. At the like, beginning of a Dungeons and Dragons on? episode. <laughs> you gotta go find out what's going on with the weather. Some <laughs> evil wizard with the weather. I don't know. I'm I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Donald Trump. Is this the Dungeons and Dragons podcast? Uh, no, that's next week. <laughs> that's not true. Oh. I, was I mean, it could be, but... No, it's the cricket podcast. Let me start talking about cricket. <laughs> and what an asterisk means. Well, an asterisk means he, did he was not out. out. Yes. I swear I yell when I listen to your show and you start talking about cricket. <laughs> For fuck's sake, it's this. <laughs> yes, asterisk means he didn't get out. You're going to like this last episode because we threw out some, some fun cricket no, guesses. Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm knee beating my head against the wall at work. Like, For fuck's sake. And as I've explained, said to Joel, like I'd love to drop a voicemail to you guys and explain cricket, but that'll take up your entire show me trying to explain cricket. So, yep, <laughs> I will. Well, Nikki did a good job of 
of explaining the asterisk. Asterisks. Oh, so she broke. Yeah, it's funny. Nikki's not and a we, big. And we try. We we try to equate it as, to as close to baseball as we can, because even trying to get these guys to understand baseball is a stretch sometimes. Well, <laughs> see, I I understand baseball because I used to play it socially, so I know all about baseball. You're, you're doing better than any one of them. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I used to watch it. Yeah. You, I love you guys, but you guys are not an athletic bunch. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, I can give you an update on cricket. The T20 um, World Cup's on, and um, it's New Zealand versus the West Indies, I think. I think it might have been played last night. I don't know. I've been keeping up on it. But Australia got knocked out. Is it out. the finals? A lot of yep. asterisks. <laughs> Not really in that game. It's the shorter form of the game. They only play 20 overs a side. So it's just yeah, a Joel, not in that game. smash and bash. Oh, there will be one person not out because there's two batters on the on the, the on the pitch. So when the last person gets out there's still always gonna be one person not out, so there you go. That's quick. This this, this feels <laughs> I know like... those are words and everything, so <laughs> I recognize what those words mean. I just don't want to know what they mean all in that sentence. You had me this for most of it and me... I lost In in high school, me and Matt and Matt we're in the lunchroom, as as we were known to do on a daily basis, and we have lunch. Oh, you wild boys! <laughs> right, I, I lived on nachos and cherry coke and lost forty pounds from malnutrition. Anyway, so we 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 started like Matt had a calculator and somebody else had a you know their their styrofoam cup or whatever, and there was just random stuff on the table, and we started moving them around, and we were pretending like we were playing a game. And the more we did it, the more the people around us started to believe that it was a legitimate thing. So we started doing it on a regular basis. And there was no rules. There was no anything. We just made it look like we were doing something and we knew it was happening. And, um, yeah, we had people going for, for a while. <laughs> and it was a real thing. So that's what it feels like sometimes when I'm listening to the cricket talk. Because I'm like, there's two batters and... Yep. And they run between the wickets. They run between the wickets. There's one at the striker's end, which is the guy that's going to hit Wait, the I, ball, and the other. I, th- I thought the wickets were the things that are on the ground behind the batter. Yep, yep, that's true. And the actual playing surface they play on is called the wicket. So that like dried out grass area that they mow and make the grass really short. Right. It's actually like it's dirt. It's like hard, compacted um, dirt, and uh, so they mow that very short and get it. Like that, that's called the wicket. The three stumps at the end, there's stumps, the three sticks coming out of the ground, and on top they're called the bales. So to get bowled out, the bale has to fall off the stump, or if you want to run them out and throw the ball at them. <laughs> See? I'm losing you already, aren't I? But there's one guy at one end and one guy at the other end. I'm, I'm, I think I'm there. I think I'm with you. There's a guy that stands at the, the end that the guy's running in, bowling the ball. And there's a guy at the other end where the wicket keeper is behind the batter, because he's the wicket keeper. You know, he's keeping the wicket, and um, the guy bowls the ball to the guy who's going to hit the ball, and he can either hit it to the uh, boundary line, which is the fence, either over it for a six, or if it rolls into it on the ground, that's a four. That's four runs. Don't have to run. But if you don't make it to the end of the edge of the ground, you run between the wickets. So the two batters have to run back and forth, and if they don't make it inside. <laughs> Inside the crease, there's a line there, like on the ground, 
So if you don't get your body or your bat across there and they hit the stumps, you're run out. So do they have to keep running back and forth? Or do they have to run? They, 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 they don't have to run. Spots they, one time. No, they don't have to run. It's up to them. It's not like... When we <laughs> well, used, they, they, they can lazy. whether they run or not? It, well, <laughs> they run if they're not going to get out. So if they hit the ball to a fielder right next to them, they're not going to run because they won't make it between the wickets before they throw the ball and hit the stumps and run them out. It's, Jesus. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like a gimme. They're like, okay, yeah. You know, yeah I don't yeah, need yeah. to run because... Well, well, that's yeah. why, like, in T20, it's a short form of the game. They just smash the ball. Like, just, you know, try to do it as quick as they can. But a test match, which goes for five days, you'll see him blocking the ball. Just, no, didn't like the way that ball was bowled to me. I'm, I can't get a good hit on it, so I'll just block it or just play it to the ground to a fielder. But if you think you, both the runners, the batters, can make it between the wickets, that's when you run. So <laughs> I'm confusing you more. It's a very simple game. You bowl the ball, you hit the ball, you catch the ball, you throw the ball. <laughs> Are we still there, guys? Seems to be scoping out. Oh, he's yeah, quite... yeah. I lo- it was hard enough to follow it, and then I lost you. Like, I was like, okay, I got no chance at understanding it now. No. <laughs> oh, well, blame the English. They invented the game. They invented the game, but we're better than them at it. Pretty much like rugby league. and so. Most sports that England invent, <laughs> other, pl- other parts of the Commonwealth are better than them. Speaking of Commonwealth, I, would, I uh, read an interesting article the other day talking about the difference between like uh, the, what is uh, all the different like the UK versus England versus the Commonwealth versus all the you know all the different. It's a very interesting read. What the Commonwealth Games? No, no, just just talk about what you know uh, from England from the st- uh, from the standpoint of England, like what the difference between England and Britain. And yep. the UK yeah, and the U- Commonwealth and all that stuff, you know. You, the UK is the United Kingdom, so there's like three different uh, countries, maybe you'd call it, or, or states. There's like England, there's Scotland, and then there's Wales. They're three different like uh, provinces. So they're all under the one banner of the UK, United Kingdom. Yeah. So Territories, but, maybe? Yeah, territories. Or I wouldn't know what you'd call it, but yeah. They they operate under the one banner of the United Kingdom. They all have the same currency, same um, ruler. You know, the Prime Minister of I don't know the Prime Minister of England's just the Prime Minister of England. I'm not sure, but yeah. So when uh, like the Commonwealth Games comes around, uh, they they all um, they perform under like England, and then Scotland has their own team, and Wales has their own team. I'm pretty sure. And all the other uh, countries in the United Kingdom, uh, in the Commonwealth, play for the Commonwealth Games, of course. So, and that's the uh, only we. When's that on? That's like that's every four years, but it's like uh, two years after the Olympics. So you know, Olympics will be this year. So in two years' time, there'll be a Commonwealth Games, and uh, that's the only games like that that will we we kick ass. We go to the Olympics and we we get beat. <laughs> we get up there, but we get beat. But yeah. <laughs> We love the Commonwealth Games because we can we smash them, especially in swimming. We're pre- pretty good swimmers, you know. You got to swim pretty good down here to outrun the sharks. So, well, we're good at swimming. <laughs> right. All the crocs depends what part of the country you come from. If you're swimming up 
from up north, you know, you've got to be quick to outswim a crocodile. Uh, Good luck the, to you. The uh, stingrays, you know. Hey, don't bring up a stingray. It's a sore subject here in Australia. Took one of our good Those men. bastards killed Steve Irwin. <laughs> yeah, he could take on a croc, a snake, all sorts yeah. of animals. <laughs> the fucking stingray is what took him out. Yeah. Can you imagine as he's down there dying, he's like, oh, come on. <laughs> you, you know how many more dangerous things I've done than this? And the worst, Today? The worst part was he was film, yeah. filming stuff for his daughter, for his daughter's right. show. So, yeah. Yeah, but... We always thought he'd be taken by a croc. <laughs> yeah, it was a shock to everyone. It's like, a stingray? What? You're kidding me? That's what got him? <laughs> Unbelievable. I couldn't believe it when I heard it, you know? So, yeah. Crocky. Aw. He had one of the best Sports Center commercials, too. Did you ever see the one where um, they're waiting for the elevator? As he hit him and one of the Sports Center, sport, uh, sports Center anchors. And the elevator doors open into the Florida uh, Gator mascot. He <laughs> comes out of the elevator, and Steve Irwin like holds you back. He's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" When he goes in, he starts wrestling him to the ground. And everything. It's pretty funny. I'll have to look that up on YouTube. See if I can find it. Yep. <sighs> well, speaking about Australia, I'm excited, and Joel's excited. Uh, there's uh, going to be some more. Um, uh, Brain gun, what's his name? John Jarrett, the actor. Damn you. Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek, thank you, Joel. A six part miniseries coming soon. Coming at the end of this month. And yeah, it's on the um uh the uh internet uh streaming service Stan here in Australia, which I am subscribe subscribed to, so I can actually watch that uh without having to obtain it, if you know what I mean, so I don't know where it's going to show up in America for you, Joel. But... Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. I'm, I may have to uh, obtain it. Obtain it, yeah, you probably will. Because you can't access Stan, because I'd give you my login details, but it's probably GeoBlock, so it can only be watched in Australia. So, looking forward to that. The trailer looks really good. Uh, got some good Australian actors in there, too. Can't wait for that one. <laughs> what the bloody hell are you doing, Addy? I lost you again. You lost me? Yep. Yeah, well, everyone heard me do my yep. uh, my impression. Don't worry. They covered it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I was <laughs> just happy that uh, Mr. Jarrett was participating and it wasn't like a, yeah. a prequel or a something else, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that like he would, he he jumped to the chance because he loves doing that that role. He he really plays it up. And as I've said before, it's it's funny because he's actually a really nice guy, he's complete opposite to uh, Mick Taylor. <laughs> so. so I just got the link, Pat, and we've lost them again. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, come to my country. You come to my Skype, and then you want to Skype out. Right, I can. <laughs> I caught that, but well, I have to think he's more like his character in Hundred Bloody Acres than he was in Wolf Creek. Yeah, oh, I got to watch that again. That was 
great movie. Where he's a, a you know a nice guy cop who gets killed and shoved in a trunk or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It should be interesting. I, I thought the uh, it looked like a, a a premise that I would get behind, and the the character is is definitely iconic. So I'm curious to see how exactly it plays out. Well, it's looking like it's playing out. He kills someone's family, but the girl survives, and she's trying to hunt him down. So. We'll see how. Well, and he finds out, and yeah, goes, yeah, hunting her. I still like the line when they he's sit, sitting there and they ask him, "What do you do?" I I, I kill um, ferals, you know, pigs, rabbits, humans. <laughs> right, he sneaks that in there. <laughs> now I want to watch the second one again. I've only seen that one once. Yeah, same here. I've got to go back and watch that one again. Might do a double. Watch the first got, one and then the second one. I was going to say, I've got the first one on DVD, but I, I have only seen the second one once. And there's a lot more of him in it, so. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's about that time already. I don't know. Time flies, man. It does. All right. You won't be able to hear this, but here it comes. Wait, what's that you say? What time is it? Is it really that time again? That's right. Hide your dingoes and watch out for drop bears. It is time for R is for Random. Wow, wow, wow. Angry didgeridoo. Very angry. All right. Uh, Welcome to this week's installment of R is for Random, brought to us by the lovely Maybellina. First question. Have you ever lied about your age? Mm, no. Well, I didn't lie. I just got assumed I was younger. I used to get away with getting concessions on the buses all the time. When I was like 18, 19, 20, I'd just hop on a bus and say, one ticket to where I was going, and they just automatically give me the, uh, the concession or student price, because I've never looked my age, so... So technically I wasn't lying, I didn't say anything. I think people think I'm lying when I tell them how old I am. Well, not so much these days with the grey hair, but... Uh, yep. I haven't lied. Not about my age. We're losing him again. No, am I supposed to answer that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your turn. <coughs> uh, <coughs> yes. <laughs> yes is the short answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I used to, when I was younger, I looked a lot older than I was. Um, I started shaving before I was even 11. So, um, I lied about my age that way quite often when I was younger. Uh, like I went to our movies by myself when I was 12. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, there were, there were a couple of times when I would shave 10 years off my age just because I was, I, I would find myself hanging out with a bunch of 20 year olds. And I was like, I don't want to be that creepy guy. Who's like 36 hanging out with all the 20 year olds. So I figured it was a little less creepy to be 26, <laughs> <laughs> but you still hung out with them. Well, yeah. I mean, one of, you know, one of my best friends, funny enough is like, you know, 18 years younger than I am. So, 
all his friends were in college at Texas A&M. And so we would go to Texas A&M to the college parties a lot. And so I didn't, you know, luckily I didn't look like I was 36. I still looked like I was in my mid-20s. So I just looked like the creepy guy who's hanging around a little too long, not the guy who is inappropriately overaged for the party he was at. <laughs> right. Then I'm like, who's brought their dad? Exactly. I didn't want to be that guy. So, you know, I, I, I luckily could pass for it at the time. I looked like, I, you know, I was 36 and I didn't look like it, so. I was 26 when I was in the college station. It was, it was, it was known. Chris and I used to joke about it all the time. As soon as we hit the, the town of College Station, I was 26. Um, so yes, yeah, that's the short, that's the long version. Short version is yes. <laughs> well, that's the the point is to get the long version. Um, I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know that I ever did like in that regard because I I mean I always looked. Yeah, I mean, at least now I look younger than I am. Um, a matter of fact, at work, week before last, there were two separate instances with new people on our team that that my age was brought up, and the rest of the team already knows my age, and so they're like, how old do you think he is? I didn't have to say it. And uh, both times I got early to mid-30s, so, yeah, I'll take that. Um, but probably the closest thing I can relate, because I did always look younger than I was, um, is when I was really young, my mom used to tell me that she's like, you know, if you want to go see a movie or you're looking for something that you want to buy with your allowance or whatever, you need to call on your own to figure it out where it's at or if they have it or whatever. And and that was, that was something I had to do if I wanted to go. So I got really used to talking on the phone at a young age. Well, before my voice changed, uh, I found, realized that when I was on the phone, people would think I was uh, an older woman. So, <laughs> like, like John Mahoney, you ever heard him do that bit? No. Oh, I got it. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. We're we're not talking about Oak Park John Mahoney. We're talking about the the younger actor Comedian. from the whole show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I used to play play that to my advantage because it was a lot easier to talk on the phone to somebody if they thought I was, you know, like a, a 30 year old woman than to be a 12 year old boy whose voice hadn't changed or whatever. So, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was nice cause they'd call me ma'am. And of course I would just go along with it, but probably could have segued that into a profession. Think about it. Anyway. So yeah, no, I never lied about my age in that regard. I just pretend that I was a different sex. So I guess that counts. Not really. Um, so John John Mulaney, by the way, not John Mahoney. Yeah, I was going to say. It yeah, didn't sound sorry. Right, but um, second question and last question: Do you have anything that you store in your kitchen that irritates you every time you have to try and put it away? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> try to pack it in. What does that mean? Uh, we have don't have much cupboard space in our kitchen, so trying to squeeze everything in there. It's probably more like the uh, containers underneath the sink, you know. We've got these big bowls for, you know, that Donna uses for you know, cooking cakes and stuff. And then we've got our, our storage bowls in a bigger uh, container bowl. And it's like, ah. Every time I wash up and wipe up and go to put them away, everything just falls everywhere. It's like, for fuck. I just want to throw them across the room. So that's why I mean everything. In, oh, the cupboard where I store all my um, uh, cooking stuff, like my oils and my uh, spices, and it's just... Yeah, it's just all packed in there. So you move one thing and something falls out. And you... Yeah. 
So it's just jam full of stuff, yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, the the cupboard space in our kitchen's not the best. So probably more so the the cooking stuff where all the oils are and my spices and uh, I've had to because that cupboard's right above the the stove. So I've had things fall out. Like one of my spices, and the, it opened up and threw all spices in the thing I was cooking. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, just ruined that meal. I didn't want that much, uh, you know, basil or whatever it was. Sugar. All, all the wrong. No, the sugar goes in another cupboard. But yeah, yeah, it's. A, I want a really good kitchen, like a big kitchen with plenty of space. And uh, but anyway, not the prices. No, the sugar goes in your mouth. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> Goes into my Milo. <laughs> and half on to a, everything else. Half Wait a, cup a minute. Of okay, I got to derail for 30 seconds here. So, you guys have people buy homes there, right? I mean, yeah. they have houses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's very expensive. No, they're all homeless, Joel. <laughs> no. No, they, uh, all you ever see is like the Sydney Opera House, the bridge, and then like apartment buildings. So. I don't know. They have suburbs, I'm sure. Yes. I live in a suburb. I mean, it's outside the, what they call the city limits. Yeah, there's plenty of suburbs. Like, where I grew up was in a suburb. It's closer to the city than where I live now. Yeah, but all around here is houses. But yeah, because Sydney's the most popular city in Australia. Everyone wants to live here. So the the housing market prices go up. And they're building a lot more apartment buildings. Like, they built one across the road from me here. Like, it's got... 60 apartments in it, I'd say, maybe even more. Down in Parramatta, which is the suburb next to mine, basically, they're building a freaking the tallest um, apartment building in Sydney at the moment. So I figured they had houses. I was just... Yeah, but they're expensive. Like, you can't pick up a, a decent house for under 750000 So you're looking at base, like, a me- you've got to have at least a million dollars to buy a house. That's a decent house. Everything is like LA. Yeah, sounds so. like. And uh, so you're all, gonna have to figure out another way to get your cupboards, I guess. Yeah, well, we will be renting, but then that's the other thing—the prices of rent. It's it's expensive. I so say, what do we we pay three eighty here, three eighty a week for um a week a week three hundred eighty dollars a week is what me and Donna pay for this pretty compact little apartment. It's a nice apartment. But it's pretty small. We we don't have a room f- for a dining table, so uh, our dining table sits in the spare room. That's where the dryer sits on top of, and um, where we store all the stuff underneath, you know, in boxes. So and the kitchen's it's it's it's, it, it's big enough for two of us to be in there at the same time, but not to work together at the same time if we're trying to cook together. So bench space is minimal, right. and yeah. So we got a nice. Well, our kitchen's nice. It was. Um, read like brand new sort of thing when we moved in, so that's why it's a bit more expensive. This apartment, and we've got air conditioning, so that puts the price up on our rent. And uh, so, yeah, our, our living room's small enough. I mean, Donna's rearranged it so many times just to give us some more space, but still, you know, you're still tripping over the, the coffee table. Or, uh, but yeah, that's the cats. The, <laughs> no, like tripping over the cats, yeah, they do it on purpose. You, you'd be walking, they'll run. And they'll choose to run right next to you when you're going through the most narrowest part. Like you're just going through between the coffee table and the, the cupboards and it's the most narrowest part and that's when they decide to run. And they kill me. So. <laughs> Break right. your neck. Yeah, my, my, no, my cat the... always chooses to run under my legs when I'm going up and down the stairs. Yeah. 
Well, thank God my cats can't do that because they don't go outside. We have no stairs inside the apartment. But I, 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 God. I, I do enough damage to myself by myself on stairs. So <laughs> I got a two-story house, so I'm up and down the stairs all the time. Yeah. All right, back. All here. right. What about you, Pat? What about my kitchen? <laughs> yeah. Back to the original question. Yeah. Um, I actually live in a pretty decent-sized house, um, and it's got a pretty nice kitchen in it with a ton of cupboard space, which is good because I have a shit ton of kitchen stuff. Um, as Joel said earlier, I, I am somewhat of a chef, and I have a lot of kitchen equipment, like industrial-type kitchen equipment, especially now that I own the food truck. I have you know spillovers from things I've bought for the truck that didn't necessarily work. Or whatever. Those are in my kitchen too now, you know. And I have a lot of equipment in my kitchen, but fortunately, there's a lot of space. Now, that being said, there are certain things that you know I have in certain places that are difficult to get out, like the the um, Excalibur, my KitchenAid mixer. Mm. It's a difficult one to get out because it weighs so much and it's so big. But yeah, other than that, I'm very happy with my kitchen. I like my kitchen a lot. <laughs> now, um, now, on the other end of the spectrum, the food truck kitchen—that is, I mean, every there's there's a limited amount of space, and I have a lot of equipment and a lot of a lot of um, inventory and a lot you know t- and stuff that I've just got you know. And b- being a grilled cheese food truck, a lot of bread that takes up so much room because I got to you know got to put that somewhere. Right. So yeah, that, that's where space. Space is at a, you know, it is, everything is at a premium there. So, yeah, it's like it's like playing Tetris, <laughs> putting things away in the truck. Um, for me, I guess I would have to go with the crock pot. Because, uh, granted, I have a galley kitchen, so it's, you know, one long strip of, of real estate. But it's, it's decent size with a lot of cabinet space. And... So, uh, you know, there's not as much as there used to be in, in the cabinets anymore. So I've got a lot of extra cabinet space. But the the, the one that has the, the crock pots in it, uh, no matter what, it's it's a pain in the ass to put them away. Like, either they won't fit, they're, they go in, like, cattywampus, or you have to put them sideways or whatever, and it's a pain in the butt. So I never like putting those away or trying to open the drawer that has, like, the spatulas because they're a, a wonky size. And... uh so they always seem to get caught on something, but I'm sure I could fix the problem fairly easily, but mm-hmm. eh, what are you going to do? Don't worry about it. Don't fix it. <laughs> you could exactly. fix it. Exactly. No. So that's uh, ours for random. Thank uh, you, Maybellina. Maybellina, once again. Excellent. So we come to the end of the show. Time to do some promo. All right. All right, Pat. Let's hear it. Save Joel what? from having to say it this week. You do another show, don't you? We can hear you elsewhere. We do? You do. What? You do another show. I've heard you somewhere else. At, am I there when it happens? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might not remember it, but you are. <laughs> yeah, um, we do every uh, every Sunday we release a new episode of 40 Going On 14. It's four of us together, myself and Joel and two of our friends. Uh, we've known each other for close to 25 years now we went to college together and we talk about things from our childhood as compared to how they are now 
whether they've improved, gotten better, like remakes, things like that, or like our last episode was on Goosebumps. We talked about the TV show and the 2015 movie. Spoiler Never alert, the movie was better. <laughs> and you talk a lot so, of... Yeah. Talk a lot of cricket. Sorry, go ahead. You talk a lot of yeah. cricket. <laughs> yeah, we, we we talk a lot more cricket than you would think in our in our podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> for people that have no understanding of the game, for four guys that have no clue as to what's going on in a cricket field, we talk a lot of cricket. <laughs> Don't ever say we neglect our international listeners. Or two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's three now. Aww. Fair enough. I think you have more than two, but you got two down under. One on this side of the ditch and the other side of the ditch. Or maybe you got oh, John gee, as well. Hey. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Back the truck up. You, you should promote your, your truck if anybody's listening in Texas. Oh, yeah. Anybody listening in the Houston area or want to come to the Houston area? Yeah. Uh, the Cheesy Rider is my food truck. I serve gourmet grilled cheese and gourmet mac and cheese. Go Cheesy Rider. Delicious <laughs> sandwiches. He said go Cheesy Rider. Okay. And homemade, and homemade yeah, tomato basil soup. How will they be able to find out? Facebook page. Yeah. Where will they find you? How will they find out where you're at? Oh, yeah. The, um, just search for us on Facebook. Cheesy with a Z. C-H-E-E-Z-Y. Cheesy Rider. Uh, on Facebook and Twitter. or uh, We are at Cheesy Houston. At Cheesy Houston, I think, is what it is. Wow. I'm not, I, I don't do the Twitter as much as my niece is in, in charge of that. <laughs> but yeah, find us on Facebook and we've got all of our connections on there. That's the best way to do it. Very good. Good turn, Joe. All right. Well, since he took care of 40 going on 14, um, I do a show called the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, KPANTS, which is my six-song musical mixtape where I do uh, six songs a week with uh, music and musings, talk in between. Um, I'm kind of thinking I may go every other week just because of uh, time constraints. It seems to make more sense, but we'll see. Um, but you can find that on iTunes, TalkShoe, Libsyn, not Libsyn, Stitcher, <laughs> and Google Podcasts here soon, as well as uh, hopefully on the, the podcast network uh, one of these days soon. Um and then the CreeperCast, which at this point is on hiatus, but keep your eyes peeled. Things are happening soon. Uh, CreeperCast.com is the old site, but Facebook, just look up on Facebook, uh, all one word, CreeperCast. Um, you can check it out there. Uh, it seemed like there was something else I was going to mention, but I don't remember. So what about you, Killa? Well, I should mention our email address. always forget to do it each week. CoffinJoeCast oh, yeah. at gmail.com uh, Our voicemail line And we'd love hearing from you guys So you can call us at 661-434-5956 That's 661-434-KWJO Or do that thing on your phone That voice recording app And email us And we would love to hear from you It'd be perfect uh, Very much looking forward to us getting on this network, and as I mentioned before, coffinjoecast.com is our website now. You can check us out there. It's just all our old shows. There's nothing special on there, but just our shows. Always check out the Bad Parenting Podcast. Good friends of ours, Justin and Jody, and Justin's just uh, st 
stepped it up again for us, has been a good friend of the show by sorting out all our website and our new feed and, and the uh, podcast network we're going to be involved in. So, Podcastcollective.com. Podcastcollective.com. And check out Now Hope for Humanity with Evan, DJ, and Harry Trucker. Always fun times listening to those guys. Sometimes they play the game of no card, uh, well, it's cards against humanity, or sometimes they just have a chat, which they are pretty interesting chats with those guys when they <laughs> yes. have some fun and just chat away. So check them out. All right. I think that's all I've got to promote. Uh, next week. Next week. You'll have to tell me because I've forgotten. <laughs> you gave me the list. Um, well, I, I've i got us booked up for the rest of the month already, which I've been trying to be more proactive about that. Uh, yeah, but you know how it is. Things fall through occasionally. So, um, But next week, I, I got a commitment, and nothing has came through saying otherwise yet, but a blast from the mother freaking past yep, I see uh, from the Awful Show days. Yep. Travis LSU will be joining us. So that's going to be fun. Hopefully he can, can make it. Uh, can't wait for the following Former host of the, uh, was it Disgustipated podcast, I, did, I believe? Yeah, I think it was Disgustipated, one of those, something like that, close to that. So, yeah, we're going to get Travis on. So what he's been up to lately. Good to catch up. So, right. So that's next week's show. And yes, I have to get used to this 10 a.m. recording starts again. Oh, <laughs> daylight savings. That's all right. I've got my alarm clock, which is Donna, coming in. Wake up. It's 8.30. Get up. You need to wake up. You need to be awake for the show. <laughs> so, no more sleeping ins on so what, Sunday. Uh, what song? Oh, we... I was going to ask what you're playing for music. Well, this one's for uh, Pat. It's from the band Screaming Jets. It's called Reefer Madness. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, thanks for listening Thanks for joining us again Pat Make sure you're not a stranger not a problem. Come back on soon Alright guys Anytime Alright, we'll see you next week Good night everyone Bye I'm a drug thought motherfucking maniac I've just smoked the pot they say killed Elvis I got a myriad of color I love to stare at I'm told Fred Flintstone was the very first deadhead I'm stoned as ten Bob Marley's And my eyes are blazing red I can feel the brain cells exploding in my head I'm
Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.